A Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the summer 2020 issue on Elections 2020. Politics, How We Organize Our Lives Together by Troy Medlin. Troy Medlin is a candidate for Word and Sacrament Ministry in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and an MDIV candidate from the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago. When I was in fourth grade, I made phone calls for a presidential candidate and then attended that president's inauguration. Since then, I have volunteered for a number of non-presidential campaigns and have attended the last five presidential inaugurations. I'm 29 years old, and I realize that, as a young person with a passion for politics, I may seem a little weird. My grandpa was very active in politics, and so I grew up talking politics with him, meeting politicians, and going to political events together. Politics was just a part of life. And really, politics is a part of all our lives. My professor at the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago once said, Politics is how we organize our shared lives together. This phrase demystifies politics and helps me think about it as merely making sense of the way that I live in the world with other people. For young people, and especially for some young people of faith, it is this epiphany that propels them into civic engagement, whether it is voter registration, volunteering for a campaign, or raising awareness for specific issues through organizing, protest, or even civil disobedience. Young people of faith who are active in politics see the connection between policy, lawmaking, and civic engagement. They see the connection to Scripture, which calls us to be our sisters and brothers' keepers, with Jesus' command to love our neighbor as ourselves, and with St. Paul's exhortation that the only thing that matters is faith working through love. Political engagement for young people of faith often begins by making those connections. Often the connections between politics, life, and faith continue to grow strengthen and flourish as individuals become even more acquainted with the themes throughout Scripture that address justice and mercy. Individuals see how Scripture reveals God as the God of the poor and the God of liberation. Faith then becomes a sustainable and powerful way of engaging politics. At least for me, those things worked in tandem. The more I understood my faith calling me to work for justice, the more I began to see politics as the way that we organize our shared lives together. It is our faith that is the ultimate source of hope, not the political system, which can lead some of us to feel intimidated or turned off by electoral politics. Data shows that voter turnout among young voters remains low. There are many reasons for this. For many young voters, the political process feels intimidatingly distant. 
If students are not assigned a civics class in high school or taught the political process by the time they turn 18, they might not fully understand the complexities of the process and might shy away from it or respond in apathy. Others might find themselves in a state of powerlessness towards the process, feeling as though they cannot make a difference. Others may be focusing on college, finding work, building a career, building a family, or raising children. In addition, engaging in the political process can take some work. It takes analysis and intentionality to begin to see the political process as a way of building power for those causes that we care about, and a way to see concrete progress through legislation. It's helpful to acknowledge, too, that the political process is flawed and laborious, and yet it's a tool that can enact long-term changes in democracy. For those young people and others who are apprehensive about getting involved at all, one exercise that I have found beneficial is a two-step process. First, describe together the world as it is by naming issues. For example, poverty, lack of opportunity. What are the current realities involved in those issues? Then, imagine the world as it should be. What would a more equitable, sustainable vision be for those issues? By reimagining the world, we can dream about the world as it should be, as God intends it, and the world we deserve. Some might even describe it as the reign of God. People begin to name things like equal access to parks and recreation, enough food for everyone, health care that is accessible for all, everyone treated with dignity and love, and so on. After this exercise is over, we wrestle together with the ways and tools in the world as it is that we can use to work for the world as it should be. And one of those is electoral politics. For better or for worse, electoral politics is a way we can work for measurable change in the world. Once we have reflected on the world as it is, and the world as it should be, the next step is to connect that analysis to our own lives. We can ask questions like, How have I been harmed by the world as it is? And, How might my life change? if we began living in the world as it should be. This can help people name their stake and self-interest in the political arena and can motivate people towards a more active role in civic engagement. These exercises may help move people from being passive observers to being active participants in the life of our democracy. Through reflections on these questions, I have been able to articulate better my self-interests in things like a more affordable health care, LGBTQ equality, and affordable education. Making these personal connections is another way of seeing that political engagement is how we organize our shared lives together. In light of COVID-19, unfortunately, 
it seems that it is easier than ever to see the disparities between the world as it is and the world as it should be, and even to name our stake in working to make things better. The pandemic has put into stark relief things like access to affordable health care, paid family leave, a living wage, and the inequities that still exist but are often based on race and socioeconomic status. And, as young people already struggling with student debt and rising costs of living, and often paychecks that leave us with less than what we need, we feel this even more deeply. So, in this moment of uncertainty and fear, may we be moved by compassion, mercy, justice, love of neighbor, and by our own experiences to name our struggles and our pain and allow that vulnerability to give us courage and power. And may we use that courage and ability to listen to one another's stories, see each other's struggles, and then be moved to action. This action will flow from our own lives and strengthen us for the work ahead, and that work will include political engagement as we work for a better world. As young people of faith, we can see this work as one way that the Spirit calls us out of our comfort zones to bring the reign of God to earth and work for the day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, as the prophet Amos declared long ago. What would that day look like for you and for those you love? What would justice rolling down like waters feel like for you and for those you love? In this current moment, we may even be living that phrase we pray so often, Your kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven.